Hello, friends. This month in the Effective Church Leaders podcast, we're wrapping up our series, Finding Your Purpose in the Body of Christ. In the last six episodes, we first had a look at what the scriptures have to say about gifts, how the Spirit of God has gifted every follower of Jesus, and that God expects us to use whatever gifts he has given us for the common good, for the good of the church. That's right. And we talked about what the New Testament says about calling. We challenged you, our listeners, to identify your calling, if you haven't already. What has God called you to be or do for your local church? Mm -hmm. And then we identified common barriers or mistakes that churches tend to make when it comes to engaging volunteers in the Lord's service. This was episode number 150, if I remember correctly. And in number 151, we recommended five specific tips for increasing volunteer engagement. So what are we talking about in the in this episode of the series? Yeah, well, we want to talk about the need and the value of every church having an HR department. HR, of course, HR stands for human resources. We want to make a case for churches to initiate a human resources department Mm -hmm. in their congregation. Right. And this terminology, we realize, is surely familiar to those in the business world. Many, if not most, larger businesses have a human resources department. We believe churches would do well to follow the lead of companies in the business world and start their own HR department. Yeah. And, you know, churches might not want to call this ministry an HR department, honey. Right. In fact... (laughs) I'm not too keen on that language myself. No, it doesn't quite fit. No, no, not quite. Maybe we can suggest some other names for the group or department or ministry or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But for now, why don't we just talk about what a potential HR department would do in a local church? I think that's a good idea for this podcast because... We understand what HR means, and so our minds can kind of go to that category. And one of the responsibilities of an HR department in the business world is to recruit employees. It's one of their big ones, I think. Their job is to find qualified individuals for any open positions in the company. So in the church, think about a ministry that recruits volunteers and finds people to fill those roles. I like that. Okay. Now, in your description of the job of an HR department in a company, I think we should break that down as we apply it to a church. You said the job of an HR department is to find qualified individuals for any open positions in the company. Can we say then that the first job of such a ministry in the church would be to identify any open positions? Mm Mm-hmm to identify the unfilled volunteer or servant roles in the church. Yes, I like that. Okay. Every church needs to have a list, I think, don't you, of job openings, Mm -hmm. you know, if you, and they need to inform the church of that list. Somehow, somewhere, (laughs) some way, (laughs) a church need to say, hey, here are the open ministry opportunities in the church just now. Currently, here's where we could use your help. Uh, Would any of you have an interest in filling one of these openings? I like that. And, you know, I suppose that 
that list of job openings could be found on a church's website. Mm-hmm. It could be found at an information table or maybe on some bulletin board in the church building, for example. As you say, somehow the church needs to be kept informed of responsibilities and roles that need volunteers. Right. And regarding those job openings, there also could be a job description made available. You know, I'm not aware of many churches who provide job descriptions for their volunteer servants, but I think it would be wonderful if churches could do so. You know, some churches provide job descriptions for the members of their ministry staff and We certainly do recommend that. But how wonderful it would be if churches provided job descriptions that spelled out responsibilities and expectations for other roles in the church. Because I do think that void of that information affects volunteers becoming a part of the ministry. And, you know, I'm having a picture in my mind now. What if we had job descriptions for all the roles in a local church, Mm -hmm. for job description for elders? a job description for ministry leaders, a job description for ministry team members Mm -hmm. and and Bible class teachers and Bible class assistants and small group leaders and nursery attendants, greeters, communion preparers, sound booth operators, custodians, worship leaders, office managers. Whoa down there. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) Well, the list is endless. And I think it'd be wonderful if we had a job description for each one of those volunteer roles. Well, it doesn't have to be exhaustive, although you just exhausted me with that list (laughs) that you came out with. But, you know, it doesn't have to be an exhaustive job description. You can have some bullet points of, here's what we expect you to do. Here's what this job means. And I I just think um, it's one of the responsibilities of an HR department ministry to make a list of the jobs that are needed and then to tell about those openings and the job actually is. So you've got a list of jobs that are needed, a description of those jobs, and then a list of ones that are needed right now, the current openings, and that needs to be available to people. You go. I think that'd be great. You know, another thing I heard in your statement, honey, is that this department would find qualified people to serve in these roles. So sounds to me like we are back to encouraging people to use their gifts, aren't we? Yeah, and I think we're surfacing another potential responsibility of an HR department in the church, and that's assessing a person's gifts. Wouldn't it be wonderful if the church could help their members and others identify their God-given gifts so that people with certain gifts can be plugged in to their proper roles? In other words, helping people find their right seat on the bus of service that's just invaluable, and I and it's meaningful for us to look at people and say, you know what I see in you, or hey, take this assessment, or you know, I am wondering if you've got this gift. Let's let's plug you in. That is absolutely vital to people in their development of serving God. I think you're onto something, and I think you can really help us here because my guess is I think you know. Of, of some good gifts assessments out there that church leaders could use to help people find their gifts. Yeah. But but I guess that's a, that's a whole other subject. Maybe, yeah. maybe we better save that discussion for a later day. Anyway, a volunteer recruiting ministry in the church would certainly be responsible for writing job descriptions, publishing those job openings, and then assessing the gifts of potential volunteer servants. 
Right. And I think another key duty of HR departments in the business world is that of onboarding employees into new roles. And churches, too, should give some thought and planning to what would go into onboarding those who have a desire to serve in certain roles. You know, people aren't just born knowing how to do everything. And and we all need cheerleaders, people that say you can do this. Right. Okay, so let's think about some of the questions that this ministry would need to prepare to answer if okay. they are onboarding people for certain roles. So number one, how can we inform people of the job openings that are available? Number two, how would those who wished to volunteer notify us or make their wishes known that they want to serve in a certain way? Number three, how would we acknowledge their desire to serve and who would be responsible for following up with them. Maybe number four, what training would these volunteers need? Training that would equip them for serving in a particular role. You know, listening to your question, something dawned on me is that maybe we don't have people volunteering because they don't know where they can volunteer. Right. That's kind of a obvious one that we're overlooking. And it's I mean, we see little clips and bulletins every once in a while. We need a teacher for the kindergartners. But I think there's other things that people just don't know or they they really would, would volunteer. Well, and I guess, too, honey, that the onboarding process in most churches is meager. If it exists at all, mm-hmm. my guess is it, it's a meager onboarding process. Right. And I think this concept of an onboarding process is absolutely vital. And, you know, instead of just dropping a job into the lap of a volunteer, you know, we finally found some with a pulse that said yes, <laughs> and we just dropped this job in their lap without any instructions or explanation of what that job entails or any help to do the job. Well, churches, they're just going to find a lot of failure there. And I think churches really need to give some serious thought to how they might help volunteers ease into a job to fulfill and maybe use their gifts in a job that they've got. What do you think? Oh, I agree. You know I do. And maybe part of that onboarding process could be a meetup between the new volunteer and the person who had done that job previously. How cool would it be if the HR director is the person that brought him together over a cup of coffee Yeah, and helps facilitate that onboarding role? Yeah. Or church leaders could give some kind of manual on how to do the job. Or maybe just a one-page description Mm -hmm. of what the new volunteer needs to know to do the job. The point is that the onboarding process surely needs to offer some explanation of the requirements of the job. You know, the details that a volunteer needs to know to accomplish this particular job. Mm Mm-hmm. And let's add something else to the responsibility of the church's HR department, and it would likely be part of the onboarding process, too. Let's say that a church's HR department would be responsible for managing an orientation process. You know, that would likely be a very important part of the of the onboarding process. Sure it would. Orientation. I, I, yeah. I like that. Someone needs to give thought and to that. And you could do a lot of different things, you know, to help people be go through an orientation where they're prepared to do that job. Yes. Okay, now, honey, I understand that besides the responsibilities of most HR departments, they exist to recruit, to train, to onboard employees. 
I do know that some HR departments are also responsible for terminating employees. Is that right? I mean, well, yes. are, are we encouraging <laughs> church leaders to set up a ministry that terminates volunteers? You mean make them responsible for firing volunteers? Is that? Yeah. I mean, right. I don't really like the word terminate. Oh, okay. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm afraid, is going to come through that back door. But I, I mean, I don't know about that. I guess it might be something to consider. Because if you have someone in a job, for example, and they're just not fulfilling the responsibilities of the job, then perhaps someone needs to sit down and talk with them about that. Uh, I suppose that could be the responsibility of a church's HR department. Um, Sometimes we have people in jobs that they are not gifted to do. And sometimes they need someone to just sit down and say, you know what, um, we just think that there's some different seats on the bus that you would fit in a little bit better. And this goes back, this one, I think, when we're talking about moving people around or terminating or whatever, if we don't have a job description, it's really hard for a person to see that they're not a good fit. Right. And there's not a way to hold them up to the expectations that they agreed to when they took this job. That This really goes back. You can't really, in the business world, you can't terminate someone if they didn't know what they were supposed to be doing. Oh, yeah. That's illegal. And I think in the church, there's a principle we can follow. You can't tell someone they're doing a bad job or you don't want them to do it anymore when they didn't even know what they were supposed to do or they didn't have any training or they didn't have any gifts that fit that. Of course. You know, we sometimes jump to booting people out without the other steps, which are absolutely vital. Yeah, and I think, honey, that you've you've also highlighted another activity of an HR department in the church, and that would be to write all of these job descriptions. Right. Someone needs to do that. And it wouldn't be hard, but, uh, you know, it just takes some time and some explanation. But, you know, listeners, what we're saying in general is that HR departments in the business world well, they exist to support a company's employees. They, they exist to recruit them, to train them, to help them get acclimated to their new role, to equip them with the resources that they need to do the job and so on. And, and that's what we're talking about an HR department for the church. Good. All right. Well, I'm sure that our listeners can see the value in such a ministry, one that plugs volunteers into the roles for which they are best suited or gifted. But why don't we talk some more about what we might call this ministry? I, I just don't like the term HR department in the yeah. church. Can we find a better term for that? I know we keep tossing this one around. We've kind of had a hard time landing on one. Yeah. What What do you think about calling it the welcome aboard ministry? Aye, aye, matey. Okay, I knew that was coming. At least you didn't start singing Love Boat, so that's good. Oh. You know, you could it could be something like welcome aboard ministry we are glad you want to serve the lord in this particular way and we want to welcome you aboard to this group of servants because we're here to help you find your place of service in the kingdom and equip you with all you need to do this job yeah well that's not bad uh, you know i know it's that it's not the best yeah. i know that we used to call those who did what we are talking about about members uh, of the involvement ministry. We, we call them, we, we hired involvement ministers or we had an involvement ministry. So it was maybe, kind of that. It really yeah, wasn't yeah. as complete, you know. Yeah, and there's, there's nothing really uh, compelling about involvement ministry. I think we can mm-hmm. do a better job of, of finding a term that's more exciting, well, uh, more compelling. Now, I may have a, a you know, a 
a tainted perspective of involvement ministry, but to me it was more about you got to be doing something. It was a little bit more you got to do something and well, you need to be involved and you got to come to church and you need to be doing something like that. And what we have been stressing is using your gifts that God has yes. given you for the kingdom yes. and to help the church grow. Instead of working a guilt trip on people for, for not being involved in the church, yes. we, we need to see this mm-hmm. activity as a way for people to use the gifts that God has given them and a way for them to grow in Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. And certainly avoiding tackling in the foyers and all right. that kind of stuff. But, you know, I keep thinking about the times, even when our kids are growing up, and we've heard other parents talk about this, and even now, when you see someone find their niche, find their spot, niche, I think is the way you're supposed to say that now. When you see them find that sweet spot, and they just flourish and grow, and they're productive, and they have an impact, that is so exciting to watch that in your children. And I would feel the same way for people at church that you know, they just may be floundering about where they belong and what they can do, and they really would do something, but they don't want to be a big fat failure. But someone to come alongside of them and just kind of help keep nuancing places where they could fit and try and then see them grow and flourish and become such a strong disciple of Jesus. That's what we're talking about and facilitating that happening because it doesn't just happen. Right. You end up, that's where our 20% that gets worn out comes from, is the same, same old, same old people. Okay. All right, Annie. Uh, Let's, let's wrap this up. Do you have any closing thoughts for us? Well, I would say to our listeners, you know, if you have a better idea of a name besides uh, Welcome to the Love Boat or Welcome Aboard Ministry, uh, give us, you know, share your ideas with us. We really are trying to find a good, a good term that we can recommend. People understand HR, so that's why we've been using that. But let us know if you've got some ideas. Obviously, my gift is not coming up with the names of ministries, but anyway, just a reminder that we're trying to encourage church leaders to develop a culture of service in the church, and it is so important. That is what is core behind talking about gifts and HR departments is helping people learn to serve together because finding a place to serve is a vital and a very important step to take in, you know, in one's spiritual growth. And that's been proven over and over and over again. So church leaders who spend time in thought and prayer regarding how to encourage members of the church to serve, well, that's just time well spent. And by the way, there are surely ways we can encourage those who are not yet a part of God's family to serve alongside us. So you could say serving is both a step in the process of discipleship and outreach. And I think that's really important to meditate on a little bit. I like that idea a whole lot. Thanks for that word, honey. Well, with that, we will sign off for this week. Uh, We are hoping to have one more episode in this series, Finding Your Place in the Body of Christ. If I can talk Becky into sharing with us some of the best gifts assessments that she has found, then we'll have one more episode next week in this series. So, honey, no pressure. You Thank just, you for telling the world. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Uh, no, this is one of her gifts. Uh, she she has uh, scoured the uh, the church world and internet and uh, other resources to find those assessments that help people 
identify their gifts. So I'm hoping she'll share some of that research and information with us next week. So we hope that you'll plan to join us next week for that very special podcast to end the series. And until then, may God bless you in his service. Excuse me, I've got to go now write a podcast. (laughs) 